T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. She can put away a large pizza by herself. He's allergic to cheese. They are Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to the show. I hope Perloff is not allergic to cheese because he'll be eating it tomorrow when we pay off a show bet. Perloff lost a bet to me about Joe Burrow's contract, which means he has to eat a bowl of Skyline Chili with no hands. That happens tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Set your watches. Will you be disappointed if I effortlessly pull it off and have no mess and just enjoy a bowl of chili. I, I, I wouldn't even be disappointed. I'd be so shocked of how you could do this. Like you can't eat a bowl of chili, especially this kind of chili pie eating contest style and not get it all over yourself. Like there's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> no, you're right. But I feel very good about it. I am. I got to tell you, I am looking forward to eating the chili. I know that skyline chili is very soupy and it gets uh, sort of criticized. I think this could be delicious. I'm excited to eat the chili. You've, I've never seen anyone this excited to eat anything out of a can. <laughs> oh, I don't care if it's in a can. What's a big deal? It's chili, you heat it up. It's famous. It's, if it's, <laughs> it can't be bad if it's famous, right? What could go wrong? Uh, so that's happening tomorrow. Again, we say hi to our incredible CBS Sports Radio affiliates. If you'd like to watch this go down, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio is where it's going down. We are also on Twitch. So you can watch on our Twitch channel as well if that's your kind of thing. Um Joe Burrow, off the injury report for the Cincinnati Bengals, Perloff, he said yesterday this is the best he's ever felt. That's really hard for me to believe, considering Burrow has been so immobile. Not that he's running around like Lamar Jackson, but he's been so immobile, it has clearly hampered the offense. Oh, absolutely. And I always fear there's going to be more of an injury here because he has a calf injury, which led to Aaron Rodgers obviously having an Achilles injury. I remember Kevin Durant. So I just want him to get out of this without something more serious. I'm not even thinking about him being the old Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow is someone who's going to continue to play through this injury. They play the Arizona Cardinals this week in something Burrow called a must-win. And I was wondering, when's the last time anyone played the Arizona Cardinals in a must-win game? I don't know. The Cardinals, Cardinals are. When that did bad. they make the playoffs? The last, well, Two Kyler years Murray, ago? and they and they lost in really bad fashion to the Rams, right? That first. Yeah, yeah, but they've had they've had a couple. Remember, they were both years of Kyler Murray. They started out like six and zero, oh, and so and they've had good part. starts. I don't know. The Cardinals aren't the Lions. No, and now the Lions are like the new Patriots. I don't know, no, something like that. Anyway, um, must win against Arizona. So that's what's going on with Burrow. But again, he's never taken a seat. He's not coming back for something. He's playing through it. Meanwhile, we do have guys who are coming back off the PUP list this week. Some major headliners here too. Jonathan Taylor, 
Cooper Cup, Vaughn Miller, just to name a few. Let's start with Jonathan Taylor for a second. So the Colts are not a disaster. This is a team that has a rookie quarterback, but they are extremely competitive. Went to overtime with the Rams. Probably should have won that game last week. Um, now getting Jonathan Taylor back, even if it is awkward, Perloff, I, I think this makes the Colts even that more dangerous. I'm not saying they're a playoff team, but I've liked what I've seen so far with Anthony Richardson. I do too. I was wondering though, is this to showcase him for a trade? And the way running backs have worked this year, I don't think Jonathan Taylor has added value in the sense that Dalvin Cook has gone to the Jets and been bad. I think there's been really no veteran addition anywhere that's made any difference. Uh, what, Chris McCaffrey? Did well, you McCaffrey that? was last year, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think all the hype, I, I think all the reasons that they aren't paying running backs, a lot of that's proven to be true because you've been able to find guys who come out of nowhere. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess I would say McCaffrey is the exception right now, but he might get hurt. But last year he was great for the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers had to trade a lot to get yeah. him and they are paying him a lot still. And that turned out to be good. But Jonathan Taylor doesn't do the same exact things that McCaffrey McCaffrey's so good because he's a receiver too. He's so versatile. That's true. I mean, Taylor might be good at that, but I've, I've never seen that. Uh, okay. So Maggie and Perloff here, we're talking about guys who could be coming back. Another one is Vaughn Miller for my Buffalo yeah. bills who said he's ready to play. Now, this is going to be for a game that's in London this weekend, so a 9.30 a.m. Eastern start time. And as a Bills fan, I don't really need to see Vaughn Miller right now. I'm not saying that the <laughs> Bills are going to walk over the Jags. That's not it. But Vaughn Miller, you need him healthy for the stretch run here. Right. In October is not when we need him. You need him in November and December. Also, he's coming off this injury. Do you want to play him on a strange field in Tottenham? It might be a fine field. Also, I don't know how that long flight affects everything. I, I would sit him out here. This is London feels dicey all the time. It's such an unusual place. Okay, well, actually, let's get the thoughts of an expert, shall we? A Super Bowl champion with the 85 Bears. Also won a Super Bowl as an assistant coach with the Indianapolis Colts. Been a longtime defensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier, good enough to join the show. Coach, it's Maggie and Perloff. Thanks for getting up with us this morning. My pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, we got so many questions for you, and I'll, I'll preface it. I'm a diehard Buffalo Bills fan, so thank you for making the defense watchable again. It was pretty bad for about 20 years <laughs> until you got there. Uh, we were oh. just having a, a discussion about Vaughn Miller. I think that the Bills should save him for a little bit longer. Do those discussions go on behind the scenes, or as soon as a guy is healthy, do you get him back on the field immediately? Oh, no, Maggie. They're, they're ongoing. I mean, you're, you're having that discussion and I know they talked about this back in training camp, uh, whether or not to try to get him ready for opening day. And then from that point on, once they made the decision to, to put him on, I think IR, uh, it's been a conversation about when do we bring him back. So that's an ongoing conversation, and I'm sure they've talked about it throughout this week as well. Coach, does playing in London affect a decision like that? I mean, it's a, it's a long flight, a lot happens, and it can be a weird field. I think this one's in Tottenham. Do you approach those games differently when you think about who's going to play and how you're going to play, guys? Well, when you're coming off the type of injury that, that Vaughn had, you do have that discussion. Maybe some other injuries, maybe not. But in this case, you for sure uh, have that discussion. Uh, as you mentioned, long flight. Uh, you're concerned about any swelling that might occur. Uh, if, if there is any type of setback because of the game, what might happen on the way back from the trip. So, yeah, you're having those discussions, and it does factor in into whether or not you play them or not. It factors in. 
Leslie Frazier is our guest. We're talking about the Bills because he was most recently the defensive coordinator for the Bills. Of course, he's a Super Bowl champion, 85 Bears, legendary. You know, Coach, I'm curious, you know, you stepped away before the season started. Are you still in communication with the Bills? Are you talking to any of the players? Are you consulting? Or is there any communication whatsoever? You know, uh, I'll get calls from some of the players and some of the coaches. As a matter of fact, I was on the phone. I shared this with you, Maggie. Uh, I don't think he would mind. You know, Trey Davis had a, a, a very serious injury yep. a few days ago, and he called me, and we talked in, in great depth and just trying to lift his spirits, and it was a hard conversation because he's gone through so, so much, uh, you know, coming back from the ACL. And now the Achilles, it was just heartbreaking. And um, it just just broke my heart just to, 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 as we were just discussing, you know, how his mindset has to change now, how he has to work hard again, get back to the player that he was. He really felt like, you know, Coach, I've turned the corner. I'm on my way back. He texted me after he got the interception against Washington. And he said, uh, did I remind you of you with this interception? <laughs> and it brought a smile on my face and, and so uh just just breaks my heart, Maggie. But he's such a hard worker. I know if anybody can come back from, from an AC uh, from an ACL in a torn Achilles, it would be Tredavis. Man, the guy was an all pro, such a great draft pick for the Bills. But, you know, he's been through a lot. You mentioned the ACL. I know he was super affected as all of you were, I'm sure, by the scary scene with DeMar Hamlin. And then now to tear the Achilles, I mean, how do you make up for that loss of production? Oh, it's not gonna be easy. I mean, some other guys are going to have to step up, and that's why, you know, Brandon and, and Sean, they've done a really good job of creating depth on the team, and, and now you're going to have to count on your depth in the secondary. You know, some other guys are going to have to step up. You count on Kristen Depp, uh, uh, Benford to step up, and I think he will. Uh, Kair, uh, Elam will get a chance to get back on the field. Uh, Dane Jackson will get a chance. So uh, those uh, next man up. I mean, that's the mantra in the NFL, and hopefully each one of those guys, will, when they get their turn, uh, will step up and play well. Okay, last Bill's question, because Perloff <laughs> has 100 questions he wants to ask you as well, but because you were most recently the defensive coordinator for the Bills did such a great job with that defense. I mean, Coach, as a longtime Bills fan, obviously I'd only, I only want to see them win a Super Bowl, right? My whole life, from yeah. my family, everything. How much pressure is in that building? Because you guys have gotten – you know, close. You've been dancing around it since Josh Allen was drafted and really started to come up, come on. How much pressure are those guys feeling in the building? I don't know if it's pressure as as much as it is, you know, just that strong desire to get it done. I mean, there's there's no doubt the clock is ticking, but Josh, he's playing at such a high level uh, that this, you know, it's early, but man, it just feels like this just might be the year, Maggie. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's it's always there, the pressure, because every team comes in a training camp thinking they have a chance to win it. Uh, but when you're in the, the situation that the Bills have been in, as you mentioned, you've been so close, just been knocking on the door. You know, you just hope that this is the year, and it very well may be. Uh, all right, Coach, I want to ask you about your former team as a player. The Chicago Bears, they play tonight. Justin Fields has struggled a little bit. Why has Chicago never been able to have a good quarterback? Is it possible it's the team and not the quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's a long history of not having uh, a, a special guy in that that role. But let me tell you, the guy when we won the Super Bowl, Jim McMahon played at a very high level for us. And unfortunately, you know, he dealt with injuries uh, most of his career. But 
when he was healthy, he he was the answer at quarterback. And I don't know if they really had anyone that you mentioned that could really, you could say that that's the guy. Although uh, I think Justin Justin Fields is still early in his career. I don't know if it's time to write him off quite yet. Uh, you still got to let it play out a little bit more. Uh, but they have had trouble uh, being able to find the answer at quarterback, and that's probably the reason uh, they've only been able to achieve one Super Bowl. Leslie Frazier is our guest. few more minutes here. Uh, Super Bowl champion, of course, was a champion as assistant coach, too, was a head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, most recently the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Coach, is Mahomes the toughest quarterback you've had to game plan against? I mean, you've gone against tons of Hall of Famers. Is it Mahomes slam dunk, or is there someone else out there that was tougher to game plan for? Oh, Patrick will be right up there. Uh, you know, I just run through the roller decks in my mind, but I don't know anybody much tougher because of, you know, as you know, Maggie, and, and all of all the, the stuff he does off schedule, you know, you have stuff taken away, and then he starts moving around and makes a play with his legs, and it just drives you crazy as a defensive coordinator. So I don't, I don't, I don't off the top of my head, I can't think of a guy much tougher just because of how smart he is, how accurate he is as a passer, and just his, his football IQ. Uh, sometimes guys are extremely talented, but they don't really have a great feel for situations or, 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 or the game itself. And Patrick's not like that. He, he's the full package, and uh, there's a reason. Uh, they've had so much success in such a short period of time under his guidance at quarterback. He, he's outstanding. All right, Coach, last question from me. Uh, Maggie got in her Bills questions. I have to ask an Eagles question, another team that you were involved with. How would you deal with the brotherly shove or the tush push? Uh, is there a way defenses can stop this, or is it just unstoppable? Man, that's a good question. I, I've thought about that play a bunch of different times as, as I've seen the Eagles be so successful time and time again, and now other teams are copying that play around the league and, and, and trying to have success with it. Although uh, we saw last week the Bears and mm-hmm. the Broncos where they came up short. Uh, in that situation. So, um, I, I, you know, you're trying to get – I see teams trying to get better leverage than, than the Eagles' offensive line, but they've got a really good offensive line. It's not just the play itself. The push is hard, uh, but the offensive line does a really good job. So, I, I don't know if there's an answer quite yet, but people are going to continue to work and try to come up with one, and it's just a matter of time. But uh, it's, a, it's a tough play to defend. They've proven that. Leslie Frazier, uh, quickly, Coach, last one. Um, you were former defensive back. Deion Sanders, former de- defensive back, does everything. If you, you know, want to keep coaching, would you offer your services to Dion? Oh, Dion knows I would do anything to help him. Maggie, when we were, you know, doing everything on Zoom uh, during the pandemic, I had uh, Dion to come on and talk with our defense. I uh, did it with Rob Woodson and, and Joe Gibbs, a lot of different people, Coach Ditka. And Dion, he told the guys, one of the coaches reminded me of this last year when he uh, left and went to Colorado over, over the offseason. On the Zoom call with our players, he told them at that time, this was like 2020, I think it was, uh, during the pandemic. And, you know, I was just trying to be creative, coming up with ways to keep the guys' attention. And so Dion, he tells them in, a, in, a, in about two or three years, guys, I'm going to be a Division One head coach. And at the time, he, I don't think he had – no, he wasn't at Jackson State yet. He hadn't even gotten a Jackson State job. 
And so I'm listening to him talking. I'm going, man, Dion doesn't understand this coaching stuff. Hard. <laughs> and the next thing I know, he's the head coach of the University of Colorado after going from Jackson State. So, you know, uh, he knows how I feel about him. I have great respect for Dion and pulling for him and, uh, and just hope they can, can keep it going and get it going again uh, this, this weekend in their upcoming games. Well, Coach, you know, we hope to be able to prick your brain a few times more this season. I've got mm, 60 or so other Bills questions (laughs) I'd like to ask you, uh, give or take. Thank you so much for doing this, and uh, enjoy the football this weekend. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Appreciate that. Super Bowl champion Leslie Frazier. Man, uh, he is raising the bar here on your Bills. I know. and he's, I don't think he's a guy who is in a hyperbole either. It doesn't sound like it. I've never known him to be like that. So when he says he thinks this could be it, this could be it, Maggie. This could be the year. A little early. A little early for that. But he's been inside that building, not me. 855-212-4CB. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes. All right, we're back here on Maggie and Perloff. Thanks to Leslie Frazier, former Bills defense coordinator, for joining us. We're talking about the tush push, of course, the brotherly shove, the Eagles short yardage play that they looked at. The competition committee of the NFL looked at this offseason. We're thinking about banning. It feels like, honestly, as an Eagles fan, our number one weapon. I mean, if we get the third and one, it's done. So I expected it to spread around the NFL. Teams are trying it. Shane Steichen, the former coordinator, tried it, failed. Saw it fail last week, Washington, Denver. Also, the Giants, two guys got injured on the play. I know. Two offensive linemen got hurt on the play. Yeah, that's amazing. The right butt cheeks were seven foot. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Thank you, Peyton. It was Cody Bellinger, right, who's out because of the the Daniel Bellinger. Oh, Daniel Bellinger. Sorry, Cody. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, Yeah. you got baseball in the brain. Um, Yeah, I I love the touch push for the Eagles, but I honestly, I feel like we're cheating. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You are. And I thought it should have been banned because I'm like, this is now going to take over the NFL. But it turns out you can't really do it that easily. Like, I yeah. don't understand why every team in the league doesn't have this play, but it's it they don't, and it's not successful. Yeah, bogus. But the Giants did it not only before guys got hurt, but, like, Daniel Jones didn't even follow the push. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hurt always goes down and to the left. Jones stood up and went to the right where everybody else was going. Like, it, like people... Aside from personnel, the execution is strangely bad in other places. Multiple quarterbacks keep going up away from the blockers, which gives the target to a defender and then get knocked backwards. Listen, I mean, it's always funny, like the guys who can execute the quarterback sneak. The best guy, since Hurts and this tush-push thing happened, the guy who was the best quarterback sneak of all time was Brady. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. and everyone knew he was doing it, and it felt like they converted 100% of the time. I would say of all the things that fans know more than coaches is that quarterback sneaks always work. <laughs> I, don't you hate it? Third and one, and the guy gets in shotgun. No, uh, team did that the other day. It was Kenny Pickett, right? It's the dumbest thing you'll ever see. Just do the quarterback Except sneak. if you're Brandon Staley and you have Justin <laughs> Herbert try to do it, even though he just injured his finger mm. two minutes ago and has a glove on it and basically just got stitches in some medical tent, and then you try to do it and it fails. Well, yeah, but he tried a handoff the week before that almost cost him the game as well. So the rule changed in 2005 where you're allowed to push guys. So that's why we haven't had this throughout time. I think it's a no-brainer that everyone should do it. But I'll be honest, I I would consider banning it. It doesn't feel like it's not an exciting play if you're not an Eagles fan, right? Don't you guys find it boring and sort of... Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, imagine it it sucks. And we just had Leslie Frazier on. He said there's no way to defend it. I have a plan for the Eagles, by the way. They line up, you know, the two skill guys get right behind the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. What if one of those guys peeled off and went long and Jalen Hurts, nobody'd be able to cover it. It'd be a fake tush-push long touchdown. Who's into it? I mean, there's no way that they don't have a play like that already in their book. Well, they did. You just to. handed it to Andy Reid. Hurts so scrambled out of it the other day. It was right, the first they, time he'd ever done tripped. that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. They, they didn't. They didn't do it well. Wait, the but fake, he got the first down. The fake tush push, the fush push, <laughs> <laughs> the faux push, the uh, faux push. There you go. I mean, brotherly You're shove. You're the writer is, around here. Yeah, brotherly shove is so good. Though. It's so good. It's, it can't be beat. It, it's so good. I understand that it's an obnoxious play, but that's the Eagles have not looked great through four games, Maggie. But I have confidence in the tush push. Honestly, it, it's any short yardage play done. It's obnoxious, but I don't think it warrants being outlawed because of that. It's not against the rules. It's it's about execution. I don't. I, it's annoying, but why can't well, you? Well, now use guys it? are pushing everyone at every time. Like, yeah, it's all over the league. Yeah, like now you have like quarter like Josh Allen pushed Latavius Mur- yeah, Murray uh, was, into the end zone. It's like all right, we're just pushing each other. It now. might be a little dangerous. All this pushing. You're not allowed to pull. By the way, you can't pull a guy into the end yeah, zone. If you pull, you're out. Pushing loud. Push, fine. <laughs> but if there, you pull anything, get out of here. You're y- cheating. You know how the NFL works. Someone's <laughs> going to get hurt on a push. Like, say, Josh they already Allen, have. Somebody's going to push a quarterback. He's going to hurt his back, yes. and the rule will change. That's how it goes. Bogus, what else you got for us? Bob? Well, I've got a request for those who cover NFL teams regularly. Stop asking players, like Washington QB Sam Howell, what it's like to play Thursday night football. It's different. Um, you, you don't have near as much time to prepare, but you just got to you know put a little more time in, and you might have some later nights than you usually would on a normal week, but... You just got to do whatever it takes to make sure you go into the game fully prepared. This is the answer that every player and coach has given for however long we've been playing on Thursday nights. Tim you know, Howell's had five starts. How does he know? It doesn't matter. Nobody has anything different to say. No one goes, you know what? I like this. Yeah. I like feeling crappy. I like being unprepared. Yeah. It's the same answer every Thursday I come in here and sit down, and the same answer is you just change the player or the coach. Stop asking this question. It's not new, and there's no variation. We know what it's like to play Thursday night. Ask a better question. But our friend Ross Tucker tells a lot of people, a lot of players like the 10-day rest. They play they like thir- the back end of it. Yeah, they like the sure. back end of it, and they don't really ca- they don't care to practice all week either. So some players secretly like well, Thursday night. Why don't we just say ask them this question? So you got into a car accident four days ago. Do you want to get into another car accident tonight? That's basically yeah. what it is. I, I know think you the, get players, the recovery time. The players but, do. But I, I think most players are secretly like Thursday night. But we. But it's also that part's not really a secret. The point is, this is not new anymore. Thursday night games. There's no more information to learn about what's Wait, it like to play on Thursday. I, Just move to the next question. I realize what's going on here. 
Bogish likes to use this time to get out certain agenda items that yeah. he has. You were using the microphone, the CBS Sports Radio reach, mm -hmm. all of it, just because you have a personal agenda for the beat reporters. I would like the, our fellow journalists to do a better <laughs> job. Have Go to question two on your list. Nobody needs to ask are anymore. There, question two, how do you prepare for games in London? <laughs> Wait, are there a, a bunch of questions you hate, Bogus? I get the sense. Of, I mean, this yeah. is one Dumb of them. Question. Is this a must win? Well, we got a lot of fun with must win. Our friend Dave Damashek yeah. asks it at the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. It's great. That's well played. It. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up for that. How about, do you like talk about questions? Talk yeah. about what this means to you. Tell us. Uh, <laughs> well, sometimes you're talking to idiots, so you got to really set it up for them. <laughs> oh, boy. But so, no, you can be better than that. You can actually ask a question. I actually like, I think talk about should evolve. Hey, can you just give me a second paragraph for my story here? <laughs> I'm writing about how how the quarterback handled the blitz. Can you write it out here? Talk about is as close to write my story for me as you get. I kid you not, I had a boss who threatened to fire me if I ever asked a talk about question. Talk about. And, and that was to kids who are in high school. I think, I well, I always defend beat reporters and guys who are in those scrum. There, there's no original question you can ask Bill Belichick at a press conference. Every question is going to come off as stupid. But you could at least ask him a question about the team he's facing this weekend. He's not going to answer it, but you can ask him. Then instead of going, hey, Bill, is it tough prepping for Thursday for the 37 millionth time? Oh, yeah. But if you ever ask Bill Belichick a question, he'll be, like, he'll be like, he'll uh, be like, yeah, I already dress out on Monday. Get, get the get the transcript from Stacy. Why are you asking me that for? Oh, but that's, that's on a deep him. cut. Yeah. Calling out the Patriots PR guy. <laughs> Stacy uh, James getting trapped. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not, I'm not calling him out. I'm saying Belichick famously does not answer any question easily. I and mean, there's no good questions in some of these spots. Talk about gets ripped a lot, but it doesn't matter. What are you going to get from these guys in the press conference? Anyway. Uh, all the anticipation is for the Bears and the Commanders on this Thursday. Maybe this is the week Chicago get its first win of the season. Current Bears head coach Matt Eberflus is worried about that Washington offense. Their front four on, on for our offense is probably one of the biggest challenges. Uh, really good, you know, and they got a couple good receivers that are really skilled. Those guys are really good players, and they, they pose the biggest challenge for us. The Commanders, don't forget, could have won, should have won in Philly on Sunday. We'll see how they bounce back from that disappointment tonight. Seahawks safety Jamal Adams apologized to the independent concussion doctor who you screamed at during Monday night's win at the Giants yesterday on social media. But Adams may still be facing league punishment for the sideline outburst, although most are telling the NFL to relax here since Adams got hurt just nine plays into his first game in 13 months and because being overly emotional can be a concussion symptoms. So they're asking for some sympathy here for Jamal. Uh, we also have the sad, scary story of LSU safety Greg Brooks, who abruptly left the team in mid-September with Brian Kelly eventually calling it a medical emergency. Brooks has now been diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. He did have successful surgery to remove the tumor, but his speech and other communication skills were affected. So there's a long recovery coming for him. Four two-game sweeps to open baseball's postseason. The Phillies sent the Marlins home 7-1 after Arizona took Game 2 in Milwaukee 5-2. The Twins blanked the Blue Jays 2-zip, and the Rangers won in Tampa 7-1. No hangover for Bruce Bochy's team after missing out on the AOS title over the weekend. They reset, refocused, uh, and just put together two of, I think, the best games back-to-back uh, -back that we probably have had all year. When you look at the pitching, the offense, the defense, everything, which we knew we had to do. Round two starts on Saturday. Rangers, Orioles, Twins, Astros, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Phillies, Braves. 
The AL series come back on Sunday. The NL have that break on Sunday. They'll play on Monday. So then we get into the every other day setup. But everybody plays 1 o'clock on Saturday in Baltimore. Get your tickets now. No Rays repeat. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they've been losing like 100 games a season to set up this great, I know. You know, this I feel great like year. They have to kind of do something in this playoffs or it'll be a narrative letdown for me if the Orioles aren't. You know, if they go out and if they get swept or something, what was all that excitement about? Well, they're going to be good for a long time. So this uh, is like the start of something. Because uh, I've heard that before. I know, but the Astros <laughs> did the same thing. This is like your Philadelphia 76ers. Like that, people get ticked off about tanking. But then when you see what the Astros did with their tanking, set up their playoff or series, World Series runs, and now the Orioles are doing the same thing. Wait, are we sure the Orioles are going to go on an Astros-like run here? I don't know if it's going to be Astros-like, but they got a really good team, and they're set up now for a while. Yeah, was, but they're also in the AL East, and eventually that that's a little tougher. It is very tough. I was thinking about the last time. Was it the last time that the Twins advanced in the postseason? was like 2002, right? Yeah. 2002. Can you give me who was best picture 2002? 2002. Oof. Uh, Gladiator. Uh, uh, it was not Gladiator, but it was the same leading actor. Oh, um, it's a Russell Crowe. Ru- uh, no. Ru- strong Russell Crowe run here. Beautiful Mind? Yeah. Beautiful Mind, okay. 2002. It's wow. a long time since they've won a playoff. Yeah, I, I was not series. aware that they were so bad in the playoffs. They lost to the Yankees like every a time. A million I... years in a row, yeah. And like wet themselves against <laughs> the Yankees. Yeah. Each one was embarrassing. Okay. I think everybody kind of likes the Twins, though, but... Yeah, I think so. Sorry, I was just looking at the Best Picture nominees. This was a weird year. Beautiful Mind, Gosford Park, In the Bedroom, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and Moulin Rouge. What's In the Bedroom? I have no idea. Robert Altman, Bob Balaban, and David Levy were the producers. So those are the guys from uh, Best in Show. No, Robert Altman. But Bob Balaban is, right? Yeah, but, but Robert Altman's a famous director. Yeah, he's director. famous yeah, director. Yeah. Uh, Bob Alban is. Oh, sorry, that was Gosford Park in the bedroom. Graham Leader, Ross Katz, Todd Field producers. Never heard of it. Nope. Hmm. There you go. But the, the Lord bedroom. of the Rings was nominated for an Oscar. It won the Oscar the next time. The it next did? one. Lord of the Rings, the third one, won the Oscar. Yeah. For best picture, he definitely won a best director. I don't think it won best picture. No. The year it it there was a year where they won a lot at right. the Oscar. But I don't I, think it was I, best I, picture. I thought it was Best Picture. I really? thought the third one. Were there three? Um, um, These were the it. most expensive naps I've ever taken in my entire life going oh, to see Lord of the Rings. I slept during the whole movie. <laughs> the whole thing. I had some popcorn, yada, yada, yada. I woke up when the lights came on. I just couldn't Oof. stay awake for these things. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the, I think, uh, I can't. <laughs> Pearl off reads the internet. Return to King. All sides are, yeah. <laughs> All right, but we're no back idea. to the uh, No messy again last Save night. For Where's our inter- research team? Help me out here. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> They're by the stove. Uh, they were 4-1 losers without him at the Chicago Fire. That leaves them five points out of the playoff spot with three matches left. Messi has now missed five of their last six with a nagging leg injury. Now I'm done. Do you have your answer yet? Vamped enough for you? Uh, I'm I'm seeing the Return of the King won Best Picture, but I also kind of knew it definitely won Best Picture. Peter Jackson's won multiple. I never Oscars. knew it won Best Picture. And by the way, that, those movies are great, them. and they have a million amazing actors. Uh, you just don't like fantasy. You don't Return like Return of the King did indeed win Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. it had you know you got Viggo Mortensen. Sure. 
Yeah, this is what what movie will you? What are your best picture movies? What's your alternate? No, I, I mean it's not that I don't like any fantasy movies. I watched Game of Thrones. It's just I couldn't do it with the Lord of the Rings. It's just like another battle scene with the orcs. Oof. Oh my gosh, end this already. Two thousand two had good movies though, like Spider Man, which might I think that's the Tobey Maguire one with Doc Ock. Yeah. Was that who that is? That was Spider Man two. Spider Man three was with what's his name, dude from that '70s show playing Venom. And, yeah, no, this is the this is Spider Man. The first one, Willem oh, the Dafoe one? is a Green Goblin. The second one was Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, right? Yeah. And the third one had the guy from Wings, Venom, and the Thomas dude who played Sandman. <laughs> yeah. Wings. Yeah. Remember we yeah, had Thomas, Thomas Hayden, Hayden Church. We had yeah. Thomas Hayden Church on the show. Yeah, we did. He was the bad guy in Spider Man Three. Who's Who's the main character from that '70s show? What's his name? Ashton Kutcher. No, no, no. Oh. Not the one that just went away for a very long time no, either. No, not Danny Masterson. That's... Oh, uh, Topher Grace. Topher yes, Grace. Topher Grace played Venom. Right. Which that is, is like such a weird role. Yeah, then Tom Hardy plays, plays him now, right? Correct. So, by the way, big debate last night. This is actually Oscar, and this is more current. Instead of breaking down the 2002 movie scene. I'm just giving a little <laughs> reference of how if long you guys had to take, the twins. Make an early bet. Which wins the Oscar, Barbie or Oppenheimer? Which do you think has a better chance? Oppenheim. I I was at Barbie's a dinner last get... night. Everyone argued, watch out for Barbie as a as a dark horse to win. So I I saw Oppenheimer. I did not see Barbie. I like to consider myself a man of intellect, and I Caricature. was I was <laughs> drowning trying to stay up to date with uh, everything that was going on in Oppenheimer. Couldn't follow it. Special, not that I couldn't follow it. The last hour. It's about him being in court, like, defending his his public image. Yeah. And they throw out, like, 50 names. And I'm like, who are these people? Pick up a history book, Pat. <laughs> Everyone's real in the movie. I just went for the boom. All right? <laughs> That's what yeah, I went yeah, to go see of intellect for. just went for the boom. <laughs> uh, tell us more, Mr. Albert Einstein. Uh, I have not seen Oppenheimer yet, but I did see Barbie because I need to see something that is streaming. I cannot go to a movie theater anymore. Because I have a child. <laughs> is Barbie free yet, or is it? You have to pay no, it's twenty five it. bucks. Okay, twenty five. Yeah, yeah, but what would uh, I pay for two tickets? So you can't. You, I want to see Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it yet. You can't stream that yet. Not though. yet. No. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I have to wait to Oppenheimer. Well, I'm going to go see it in the theater. Was the boom worth it? And everyone says you got to see it in the big theater. Um, eh, I was. You know, Daddy, Daddy Nolan, Chris Nolan was like, watch it in IMAX, fifty eight film, something, something. I mean, look. I mean, if you got good surround sound. The cinematography is is brilliant. So, like, the sounds and the sights are great. I don't know if you need to go see it in, like, an IMAX theater, but I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested in seeing Barbie. Yeah, Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon starts this weekend, too, right? Scorsese, anybody? Yes. I don't, yeah, I don't want to see that. Yeah, that, that could be a, in the mix as well. Scorsese could make a movie about paint drying on the wall, and I'd probably watch it. Wait, Perloff, you're having Oscar they conversation? They did. It was called Irishman. Yeah, <laughs> Irishman. <laughs> Another one I slept through. Um, you're having Oscar conversations in the middle of October? Yeah, I was with a film crew last night. Oh, uh, wow. All film, oh. like a lot of filmmakers, fancy conversations. Yeah, you're going to be in another movie? Uh, these were documentary people, so I kind of <laughs> doubt it. So something would have to go Actually, really I was, wrong. I was supposed to be in a documentary last year. You guys don't even know about this. Something, the funding fell out or something? Somebody was doing a documentary on Tecmo Bowl, the video game, which uh, is my favorite uh, video game. And I, they still have a Tecmo Bowl tournament every year, and they wanted to interview me because I tweeted about how much I love Tecmo Bowl. 
And I, something happened with the funding or the director got lost at sea. I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Or I got the Hollywood no. Or somehow some no they idea. found Bo Jackson and I got don't, him. Instead. I don't know much about the movie business. It helps a lot when Dan Patrick and Adam Sandler <laughs> say, show up here. But that was going to be my next big movie role, and it <laughs> fell apart. Man, but wasn't Perloff great in Hustle? Did you guys see Hustle? Yes. Yes. Of course. I, I know I'm your friend, but it was really awesome. You have like four lines. You're right there. You got the whole screen to yourself. <laughs> You guys are very, very nice. I think it's an overstatement. Yeah, I watched it again recently, by the way. That movie is good. It's a good sports movie. Yeah, it's hard to make a good, realistic sports movie, and they did a really nice job. Uh, All right, enough of that. Anything else, folks? That's good. I'm good for now. We appreciate it so much. Gray, Andrew Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We are the new morning show. It's our first week on the job, and we've been having a blast. Let's update the poll question. Will Taylor Swift show up at the Chiefs-Vikings game? A little bit less sexy. Just a 425 game. Although it is on CBS. 425 game. I don't think that's any less sexy than the Bears game. which yeah, is but the, the Bears was a home game for the Chiefs. And it was like, will she, won't she? I don't think the opponent mattered. It was just like, oh my gosh, she's going to show up. I like that stadium in Minnesota. I think that'd be a fun experience for her. I would <laughs> go there in a, a second. Skull chant for I Taylor would go Swift? to Minnesota. I'd go there before Chicago. Uh, I, does she want to go to home games for the Chiefs? I feel like well, that's... She, and she went to the Jets game, but she obviously lives in New York. So. She can't go to every game, right? If is she on? If she keeps dating him, is she going to try to go to every game like Brenda Warner? Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think she's going to show up. Pat thinks that she will. We've got a show bet on it. What's the poll result? So I do remember checking early on, and uh, yes, she will be there. Was uh, had a big lead. It has since flipped. So the folks that agree with you that think she will not be at the game, yeah. 55% of the vote. Still close, though. 45% says she'll be there. Okay, so the loser has to wear Taylor Swift's shade of red lipstick, um, which is going to be painful for both of us. Yeah, when's the last time you wore red lipstick? Probably a Halloween costume or something. It's really <laughs> not my color, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens if she shows her face. You know, it's funny too because I do wear lipstick. Wait, and- hold on. It's got also she's got to be caught on camera. It can't be like rumored to be there. We got we need visual. Oh, well, Taylor Swift's I mean, gonna be on. in the if stadium. She's at the game. <laughs> she's gonna be on camera multiple times. Okay, I'm just saying. Uh, so you wear lipstick, right? I do. But I feel like you are probably look more out of place wearing that. I feel like Pat. I don't know. I feel like you're not averse to makeup. You think I look good with red lipstick? Yeah, I mean, like, listen, you go to these EDM concerts, and I don't know what you wear. You want to remember? I don't go to EDM. I went to like one. Remember, we had those sunglasses from the Air premiere from the Michael Jordan movie, and you're like, oh, I want to wear, I want to wear these to a concert. Yeah, and then I never got them. So sorry. Thanks. They're in the office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you want to have Allie put a little foundation on me though in the morning? I'll take some makeup, sure. Yeah, listen, all of us could use some. I know, and I'm the only one who gets it. Eight five five two one two. Wait, Perloff doesn't get makeup. No, he just naturally looks this good. <laughs> wow. Well, I you did. Got good you skin. Know, get out of here. Thank <laughs> you. But I, uh, I got it on the old show, but I have not gotten it recently on this show. Yeah, but I could do my own makeup. It's not that hard for guys. You guys have it so easy in so many. Just different put ways. a little foundation on there, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And a little red lipstick, and off you go. Yeah. Uh, let's get to Brock Purdy. More specifically, this is from Kyle Shanahan. Now. This is going to seem like a pretty kind of innocuous kind of answer, question and answer. But when I tell you this cuts at the core of who Andrew Perloff is, 
This one was hard to hear. Here's Kyle Shanahan talking about whether Brock Purdy is a product of the system. That's pretty ridiculous. You just got to watch the tape. I mean, he plays at a high level every time he's been out there. Um, and he's done it in a lot of different situations um, versus a lot of different defenses um, on the road, at home, in playoff games, when injured. Uh, he does. You can't do all that stuff. He's, he's been out there too long. He's It's on tape. What is he talking about? Does anyone, first of all, when a coach is speaking in a press conference, they often lie. This is a lie. You tell me Brock Purdy, if he was in Chicago, for example, he'd be the same Brock Purdy who leads the NFL in passer rating? No way. So Perloff's whole thing is everyone's a product of the system, whether you're Joe Montana, Justin Jefferson, Tom Brady, whoever. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. <laughs> we're we're all, all just in the system. Like if you don't have the right teammates, the right coaching, the right uh, people around you, you are not going to reach your potential. That's just the way the world works. Everyone's part of a system, whether you believe it or not. Um, I think Shanahan's trying to be nice to Purdy here. I, Purdy mm. has done better, I think, than anyone could have imagined. And he's quarterbacking this team very, very nicely. But, of course, yes, if you put Purdy on a bad team, he's not all of a sudden going to look this way. Yeah, I mean, the system thing does make people mad. I I told you about the time where I confronted Joe Montana's system quarterback, and he held up his hand and said, are these system rings on my hand? <laughs> so good. Yeah, Joe Montana, turns out, is, can get a little mad. Remember we interviewed him at the Super Bowl? Yeah, he didn't like that story. Brock Purdy... <laughs> I think he's done a great job. He's way better than anyone could have imagined, but he's still part of this Kyle Shanahan system. And I think the coach is being humble there because he is creating this. And you know who will really prove it, Maggie? Who will really prove that it's a Kyle Shanahan system? If Brock Purdy gets hurt and Sam Darnold comes in there and wins a playoff game, as I have predicted... That will prove to you that it is fully the system because you do not believe Sam Darnold's a good quarterback. No, I don't. It's nothing personal against Darnold. He's a, he seems like a prince of a guy, but he is not a good quarterback. Wait and till I, you see him with Shanahan. Wait think, till you see him with Kyle Shanahan's offense. For some guys, the system can the system can't even save him. Um, a couple of predictions. So you believe that Sam Darnold will win a playoff game? You've been Absolutely. saying that since the season started. I have a prediction, and now I'm not so sure about it. I was feeling very mm. confident about this. But now I'm not so sure, which is I was very convinced that Devontae Adams was going to be asking for a trade at some point this season. And I actually thought it would be before their Monday night game against the Green Bay Packers, which is happening now this Monday. Now, Devontae Adams doubled down yesterday and said, no, 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 he really he wants to stay in Las Vegas forever. I can't tell if that's just lies and sort of something you say to the media or if Devontae Adams really would want to trade because the Raiders are going nowhere. His best friend slash quarterback, Derek Carr, is gone. Jimmy Garoppolo slash Aiden O'Connell, not doing it for anybody. Devontae Adams is the perfect candidate to ask for a trade somewhere. Absolutely. he. But he reportedly believes in Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, shock. So you think that possibly could be window dressing, where he's saying, yes. I want to be here, and a trade could still happen? I think... I'm selfish. I kind of want it to happen. And it's yeah. not because I'm a, a hater on the Raiders or anything. It's just, can't Devontae Adams be in a playoff race, in a playoff game? Like, can't we get him in some meaningful football? He's maybe the best receiver in all of the NFL. He's toiling away on a team that's going nowhere. Well, it's funny, though. The team that is looking for a receiver desperately on the trade market is the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, but well, not there. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe Devon, maybe someone called Devontae Adams' agent and said, hey, the Panthers want you. And Devontae's like, you know, I love Aiden O'Connell. I love his mustache. <laughs> Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! Yeah! 
the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it, people like me. Uh, today's shot of the day, well, I had to have a little fun at Pat Boyle's expense. I'm just going to have one bowl of chili yeah. with handcuffs on. I don't know why handcuffs. <laughs> you love the handcuffs cool. thing. Yeah. You're ta- we're talking about five-way chili and handcuffs? Uh-huh. <laughs> Who owns handcuffs? Yeah. I have handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> that actually doesn't, doesn't shock me. That tracks. Remind us to get that whoever's in the closet at Pat's house out to go rescue them. <laughs> Nobody's in the closet. All right. Sure. Um, Basement. I'm at the freezer. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> a bold accusation. <laughs> that's murder. I just realized, yes, there'd be no saving that person in the freezer. <laughs> They'd be long past saving. So, Pat, I guess you're in the clear. Uh, Perloff will be paying off the bet yeah. tomorrow, eating a bowl of Skyline chili with no hands. What do you think I should wear? I said poncho. I don't have a, Do you have a poncho? You had a raincoat? Yeah, I have a raincoat, but it's nice. I don't want that to be ruined <laughs> either. How about... Uh, Where do I get a poncho? I... I a Disney, Disney World, World or yeah. yeah. Yankee Stadium. I don't know. Where else can you get a poncho? An amusement park or a stadium? I don't know where else people wear ponchos. Also, we have to remember the we, Made of the Mist. Are we going to lay down plastic and things around here? We do have plastic back in the in the office. It, it looks like American Psycho happened in our office. We have plastic. We've got baseball bats. I'll we play got hip to be a square, too. <laughs> Thank you. I do realize we're sitting about two feet apart. The bowl of chili will be in the middle of us. You might get some chili spray. I'm going to move. I'm going to move right over there. I'm going to be somewhere else in the studio. You can't move. Your mic is right there. The camera's <laughs> pointed at you right there. You can't move. Dang. You might have to wear a poncho, too. I should definitely wear a poncho. I'll wear a raincoat. But you have a young child, a young son at home yeah. who probably eats like that all the time. So how are you going to do this? Are you going to cook the spaghetti at home tonight? Nope. I, mean, I learned how to microwave spaghetti. I'm going to microwave the spaghetti here. Just oh. All you do is put water on and stick it in the microwave. It's fine. All right. So tomorrow morning, you're going to microwave spaghetti. You're going <laughs> to microwave the Skyline chili. Yes. And then, then I put I have sharp it. cheddar cheese. Going to put it, uh, which is really the dangerous part. Because I don't know how that's going to work without hands. And Are you going to bring uh, goggles? Dive in. Goggles? I'm thinking about goggles. I don't know. Uh, we have to talk to, to the medical team here at Odyssey, see what they have. Uh, eye wash. I might need chemical eye wash right afterwards. Do you have like rec specs like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I do not. Like Kurt Rambis? Thank you to Pat Boyle. Thank you to Pete Bellotti. Thank you to Andrew Kaplan, Andrew Bogish as well. The widows and the coffee drinkers and the callers. You guys are awesome. Tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern time. It goes down. Perloff's face in a bowl of Skyline chili. Don't miss it. See you then. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.